What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Splitting Uprights podcast. Today, it's myself and Josie, and we're doing, I went back, so, you know, we've been talking about, it's been a year since we've had this podcast. The first ever episode we aired on, um, you know, podcast platforms, stuff like Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple, was actually the 2020 NFL release, so it has officially been a full year that we've been doing this. Um, it's pretty awesome to kind of sit back and reflect on it. I went back and I listened to not the whole episode, um, but I went back and listened to an episode. And it was funny. Uh, myself, Pookie and Sandy, we, we, from where we were to where we are now, um, obviously, there's a lot of differences. Um, we're all pretty much every platform there is. Uh, we're not like super big yet, but, you know, we have a little bit more of a following than we did, obviously, week one. Um, so it's been it's been a cool experience and I'm happy that I was able to do it. I'm happy I've brought in some of my friends along like Josie, Gage, Ian, Pud, um, and, and many others. We've had a ton of people come on for interviews. It's been a fun, fun experience. Uh, it's crazy that a year has gone by. Um, you would hope that a year ago COVID would be gone, but we're still having to do a lot of COVID stuff. Um, but, you know, I'll always say this shout out to COVID because COVID is the reason why we actually started the podcast without COVID. We wouldn't have had the time. Zoom Zoom wasn't a thing or wasn't a big thing back then, which is what we used to record our, our podcast. So shout out to COVID, I guess, uh, in a weird way for allowing us to do this. So uh, it's been it's been a grind, of course, you know, a lot of hours spent on the computer editing, doing stuff like that. But it's been very fun and I'm very blessed to have the opportunity. So that is the, that is the ultimate best of the week. But as you know, how we start this podcast, of course, we do our best of the week. I'm going to let Josie start first this week. Josie, what is your best and worst, sir? It's kind of hard to beat that because you have your one-year anniversary. So whatever I say just basically tops that. But the one thing that can top that is the release of the NFL schedule, which is the highlight of the week by far. Um, and also, it was pretty cool seeing uh, Sam Houston State play football today mm-hmm. and, and Frisco, even though it was like thundery and, and stormy. And it's pretty cool seeing them bring home their first national championship back to sam uh to, to huntsville like going to a&m like sam houston state's basically like our sister school it's our, like our small school down the road mm-hmm. and if when they succeed you kind of have to root for them and be happy as well so by for by far the best is nfl schedule being released number two is that we able to see some sort of championship level football this uh, today and, and see sam houston state win their first national championship um no worse everything's good thus far um we do get our second puppy next week, so we're excited to get him. Mr. Moon and Mr. Mars will finally be a pair. Mars to the moon and back. It's going to be probably an Instagram name that Mariela's going to create. So be on the lookout for that. Give them a follow on IG and be able to see all their new uh, pictures that we'll post about them. So excited about that. Everything's sort of finally coming full circle. Drew's done with school. My freaking fiance slash wife is done with school. So about to be done with school in a couple of weeks. So... Summer's here. Summer's getting summer's right around the corner. And that's in my opinion that the best time of the year is to um it's summertime. Be able to have those 3 a.m. summer nights that Kid Cuddy was talking about back in when I was born in high school, be able to enjoy the long summer nights and be able to enjoy the sunshine. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And we're already starting. I mean, unfortunately, right now for us in the Dallas area, um, it's it's gonna rain for the next week, thunderstorms for the next week. Um, but it's nice to go outside and be able to wear shorts and a t-shirt and not have to, you know, bundle up and deal with wind and, and cold weather and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, for me, I don't really have a, a lot of worst. I will say on Friday morning, I woke up at five o'clock, um, to help, uh, help Brandon Taylor. He's on the five out podcast, help him work out, man. I cannot get up at five 30 right now. Um, in the morning? Up, 
Yeah, so I woke up at five, right? <laughs> and I did everything was fine while I was there. The moment I've got home, I have not been the same human being since that moment. Like I've literally been so tired, so exhausted. I'm sleeping crazy long naps. Um, and then I, I mean, I go to bed around 11, 12 o'clock and I wake up around nine o'clock, but I'm still exhausted. Um, so hopefully it gets some, get some break. I guess you can call that a worse, but I used to wake up at five 30, no problem. Go do whatever I had to do. Live, live my life like normal. Um, no issues. Take a nap in the middle of the day and be perfectly fine. Now I just, it's going to be tough. So it's called old age, Drew, old age, man. Trust me. You, you, you you're getting there. You're starting to realize that you can't do the things like you, you could do back when you were 22, 21. Like you have, you need to have your beauty sleep of eight hours a day. Yeah. And then, that one day either you stay awake too long or you wake up too early, your body's like, what the hell did you do to me? And it requires at least a whole month to get back exactly. on tune and back rescheduled. Exactly. So another best of mine, um, you know, Josie mentioned I'm done with school. Uh, I officially, my degree has been awarded to me. It's being sent over now through mail. You know how UNT does it. They take a little bit longer than A&M. Um, uh, but I also got my certification. So I'm officially a certified teacher in the state of Texas, which also means I'm allowed to go in. Uh, take other certification tests. So this following Tuesday, when this episode actually drops, I will be driving and going to take a, uh, a test at UNT to be able to be certified in another area for teaching and stuff like that. So, you know, send prayers my way, send, send good luck my way, um, because I'll need it because uh, so far studying has been kicking my butt. But uh, yeah, don't miss that. Don't miss, don't, don't miss the days of stressing for, for tests and all exactly. that sort of stuff. And then our fi- my final best of the week, um, actually today, we record, we're recording this on a Sunday night, um, but Sunday during the day, I had the opportunity to actually go interview uh, an old coach of the Dallas Cowboys, also of uh, the uh, Miami Hurricanes, Kansas State. He won a national championship at Pittsburgh during Tony Dorsett's era. He was at uh, North Carolina State with Lou Holtz, a very, very well very highly he's not like he wasn't like a coach i think he was like a director of operations and like assistant athletic director and stuff like this um but he has a ton of great stories had the opportunities today to actually go and interview him hopefully i can get his episode out pretty soon i got to go in and edit a lot of stuff um he gave me a ton of information so it is going to be an information overload uh we didn't really spend a lot of time on one topic we literally just talked about everything so and he's really big on like developing young coaches and so he gives a lot of coaching advice He's a lot of just people advice. It should be a very cool interview. Um, it's going to be something different that we've never done before, uh, just for the fact that it's not going to be like an athlete. It's a coach who has 53 years of experience, a couple of national championships under his belt, a couple of Super Bowl rings under his belt. He, he was there uh, with the Cowboys during the golden era. So um, it should be a super cool interview, but it's not going to be the only time we bring him on either. We're going to go, I'm going to go back. He lives in the area. Um, I know him very well. I, I've known him for, heck probably like five or six years now um he's a he's a he's a close friend of my dad's and so i'm gonna go back get some more information out of him you know more and more as we go on but be on the lookout for that here in the upcoming weeks um because that should be very exciting for sure i'm very happy to bring that to you guys uh hopefully maybe we can get on some of his old coaching buddies i know he's really good friends with jimmy johnson but let's not get our hopes up guys (laughs) oh we man Um, just imagine that to the moon we go yeah to the moon to the moon, to, to the moon, and uh, what, what was it? What was the name? To Mars, to the moon, or whatever. Mars to the moon and back. Mars to the moon and back. So there we go. We're going to Mars and the moon and back. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this NFL schedule. Um, <clears throat> so they did a whole release show. I was unfortunately unable to actually watch it. I was out of practice, so I was unable to actually watch a schedule release. But I saw some of the videos. 
Um, but there's one that stands above the rest, which, you know, obviously they did this. I feel like they did this on purpose, but the, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, me and Josie have watched their little intro or the little schedule release video by far, hands down the best one of, you know, all NFL teams. Um, and of course they had to bring on post Malone, of course. Um, but, but talk about it, Josie, give us a little, uh, insight into the, to what you just watched on the, uh, post Malone, Jerry Jones, uh, schedule release. It, it's the Cowboys, the Cowboys do it the best, man. That's, that, that's the inevitable. Like they always do it the best. They have the platform to bring on everybody. And that's also really good to have post Malone because he's from Dallas. And I think if I remember correctly, his daddy worked for, uh the cowboys i think he was like a concession manager or some some sort of manager for the cowboys so it's pretty cool to bring him on board and posty always includes uh dak and, and, and zeke and, and his music and it was pretty cool to be able to see dak and zeke incorporated into that part of the lyric it's also pretty cool to see jerry sort of not be so uptight and 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 strict about how he wants things done so it's pretty cool to see him being a little bit laid back and also it's just Overall, really good video, and then seeing the the bling that was brought out, the cowboy hat that was brought out by by Posty, it's just amazing. A great way to start the season. Um, hopefully, we can keep this momentum going into into, into the into the regular season, but we'll see. This is a great way to get all the Cowboys fans hyped up, ready to spend thousands of dollars to go buy season tickets or like single tickets. So, I'm ready, man. This is I'm ready for this upcoming season. It should be a good one. Whoops, I, I muted myself. Um, but I think it's really cool to see Jerry Jones, uh, you know, kind of be more lighthearted. You know, we're, we're obviously we've seen him in a yacht and do all these different cool things. Um, but I feel like this one is kind of brings him down to earth a little bit. You know, Jerry Jones is, you know, way above everyone else. Um, and then kind of, you know, having him be in this video and, and do this kind of brings him down to earth in a sense. Yeah. Um, it make, makes him more personable. Um, you know, so makes it more then, relatable. Makes it makes him like actually be one of us. Like every time we see Jerry Jones, we're sort of scared of him because he's mm-hmm. he's the jefe, he's the boss, he's the owner, he's the one that brought the Cowboys from like a mediocre relationship franchise to the most uh, valuable franchise in the world. Um, and it just and you always have this sort of fear when you talk to Jerry Jones because he's Jerry Jones again. Um, mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool seeing him just being one of us, like. Yeah. He, he goes in with Post Malone. He plays beer pong like any but like anyone any one of us would do, and he will start sort of making it rain with uh like these single ticket uh like pamphlets down to Zach, to to, Deke, uh, to Zeke and Dak and be able to wear these big chain jewelries that these uh like rappers wear like you never think that Jerry Jones being who he is will wear one of those so it's pretty cool I I, I like the Cowboys that did that I, I love the fact that they did that so it's it's the right thing to do in my opinion to get everybody hyped up and ready for a season. And this is pretty cool to incorporate post Malone because everybody loves post Malone. Yeah. Especially if you're in the Dallas area, you know, you love posty. Um, but yeah, it's a super cool way for them to do it. I'm excited. Uh, I'm glad that Dallas was able to do that. You know, it was very cool of them, um, but go ahead, going ahead into it and actually looking at the schedules. Now, um, what we're going to do here is, you know, obviously Josie's a Cowboys fan and I'm a Colts fan. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the, um, the the 18 game week regular season which is so weird to say you know 17 we're gonna go through 17 games um and it, it is the nfl's biggest season we got 272 games on the book uh when it comes to actual regular season games now normally you play around the same amount like we're not changing the amount of games being played from 
including preseason and the regular season. The only difference is now we're only having three weeks of preseason plus, and, now, and, and we're taking that week away from preseason, adding it to the NFL regular season. So um, 18 weeks of NFL action for you guys this year, and we'll hopefully be with you guys every single week. Um, but let's go ahead and look at this Dallas Cowboys schedule. We're going to go week by week. And really what we're just going to do here is we're going to break down who we think or what 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 record do we think the Cowboys will be at by the end of the year going week by week. Uh, and they start off at the defending Super Bowl champions home. They start off at Tampa Bay uh, week one. What do you think uh, realistically are the Cowboys outlook at, the, at week one? <clears throat> uh, week one, we're losing by far. It's, it's just given. All right, you got you got two sides of me. You got the 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 unbiased Cowboys fan, and you got the biased Cowboys fan. The biased Cowboys fan, we're, we're going seventeen and zero. Regardless, every year going seventeen and zero. That's we start off every year going seventeen and zero. But now that that first week, they they pick us to be the guinea pig for for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of question marks like, on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, like for 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 Tampa Bay and for the Cowboys, like. We all know the pedigree that Tom Brady has, but then again, he's a year older, and Mother Nature will always win, mm-hmm. regardless of how old, how good you take care of your body, how good you do, you do things. Eventually, time is going to win. So it's going to be interesting to see if Tom Brady can live up to the the expectations that he has of himself this year, mm-hmm. and also the expectations that everybody has of him across the, the league. So it's going to be interesting. Like it's it's a great way to start off the the, the season. I think it's going to be the, the I think it's a right way to start off the season. Like you have the Cowboys coming in mm-hmm. with all the uh, the question marks of what if what 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 season the, the the season the Cowboys could have had last year if Dak West stayed healthy. The, yeah. the 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 season that 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 they could have expected to 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 have and maybe even compete with the with the Bucks in the NFC Championship. So it's a great way to start it off. I still think the Cowboys are going to lose because our defense is nowhere near as good to be able to stop that high-flying, scary offense that the, that the Buccaneers have. And their defense is really good, too. And then uh, Deke, uh, and not Zeke, uh, that coming back from his fracture and him having to sort of overcome that. Like, everybody who's been through an injury can 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 state the the hardest part is the is the mental part of overcoming an injury. It's easy to, like, have your trainer say, okay, hey, you're good to go. But having to overcome that, that mental part is going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to sort of affect with the Cowboys' performance. But I think throughout the, throughout, as the year progresses, the Cowboys should get stronger if, if everybody stays healthy. And the Cowboys should have a really good year this year. Yeah, unfortunately, um, week one, you know, obviously you're getting a lot of guys back with, you know, Dak and company and, you know, bringing everyone. But Tampa Bay, I think, is going to not be on a tear this year, but they're definitely going to be a very tough team to beat. Uh, and I think, you know, Tom Brady is going to want to prove a point that week one that, you know, hey, we're still we're still the top dog. So I think they start off with a loss in Tampa. Then you go to week two. Um, they go to Los Angeles, which kind of sucks. You have to travel across the country, you know, go to go to Tampa Bay on Thursday night. They're obviously going to go home and return home and, and, and have that long extra week. But then they have to fly to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, who I think are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Um, but I do have the Cowboys slightly edging uh, the Chargers out. And that's solely because I believe the Chargers, um, you know, new head coach, they're still yep. a young, a younger football team. Haven't really won a ton of games yet. Um, but I do think it'll be a very interesting game. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers won this game, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Cowboys right now. I agree. And the, 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 the Chargers are, again, give them a couple of years. And mm-hmm. I think they can be competing with the Kansas City Chiefs every single year in the division and the, and the AFC. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Justin Herbert is – 
well, everybody has him as the real as the real deal, but he still has a lot to prove, in my opinion. Like he had a really good rookie year. Um, he has again. They've done the right things in the offseason by bringing in uh, the the center from Green Bay, uh, picking up a a left tackle in, in the draft. So they're doing the right things, but as as we all seen, like these these rookie quarterbacks have a sophomore slump, and I, and I expect Justin Herbert to have a little bit of a sophomore slump because now we have more tape on him. Now we have more of a, of uh, more eyes on him to to see what his to what his uh repetitions are, to see what what his motions are, to see how he reads things, to see how he throws the ball, so on and so forth. And he's gonna have to sort of uh learn maybe a, a new playbook in the second year, which is it's 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 a, it's a big ask for anybody, regardless if you've been in the league for one year or sixteen years. So I think the Chargers are are gonna be a good competition, whoever they play this year. But I still think they need a couple of more weeks to get their feet under under them to get used to the playbook, to get everything accustomed to what Justin Herbert is ready to do. And then with time, they should be competing within, within that division with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. We've talked about this before. Now, I will say there's there was a very interesting fact, um, and we'll talk about this later as well. But uh, the last team, I, I believe, that finished the year before at 7-9, and nine, which is what the Chargers finished last year, uh, was the Tampa Buccaneers. They selected 13th overall. They drafted a left tackle. Um, the Buccaneers did the exact same thing the year before. The Chargers just drafted a left tackle, as you mentioned. Um, and then there was another thing. And then um, the, the Super Bowl is being played in L.A. this year, which a year ago the Super Bowl is being played in Tampa Bay. Everything's lining up for this Chargers team to, to repeat what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, again, I'm not saying that they're going to do that. I'm just saying yep. all the stars are aligned. You know, everything that the Bucs did is everything that the Chargers have done to this point. Um, and the only thing now is obviously to go play the season. Like I said, the Super Bowl was being held in Los Angeles. A year ago, the Super Bowl was held in, in Tampa Bay. Um, and then there was another – and then, uh, like I said, they drafted a tackle 13th overall the year before they went 7-9. and nine. I mean, why not be on this Chargers bandwagon? Um, like I said, it should be, should be a very interesting year for them. Um, I'm really hoping for the best for them, but we'll talk about them more later on. Uh, let's keep on with this Dallas Cowboys. They go to, or then they they finally come home. They play Philadelphia at home. I think you and I both will agree this is a Monday night game, the first Monday night game of the year for them. But I think you and I both agree, although they are playing Philly and it's always going to be a tough game because they're division rivals. The Cowboys are better than the Eagles, so I got them at two and one right now. Yeah, the the Cowboys always beat the Eagles at home. They have more struggles in in Philadelphia at, at Lincoln. Stadium, Lincoln Field. Um, so this one should be an easy win, in my opinion. And then week four, they stay at home. They have a three-game stretch, but this is the second of the three. They play the Carolina Panthers, who, you know, honestly, at this point right now, I think are a wild card. Um, and this game could potentially go either way. Um, but I do think the Cowboys having that quarterback situation, obviously, you know, not as, be as big of a question mark like the Panthers do. Um, so in this case, I will give it to the Cowboys just because I do believe they're more of a complete team. Uh, they at least have a, an off a well a, a well powered offense, and you know who knows how that defense will look after all the new additions. Um, but by week four, we should have an idea of how good that team is. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Cowboys against the Panthers in week four. Yeah, easy. I, I think the Panthers had so much question marks. Um, they they still are still new in that Matt Rule um, regime. I think in a couple of years, Matt Rule has a, has the reputation of transforming these subpar teams making them into winning teams and, and competitive teams so a couple of years i think the, the panthers are one of those teams you have to keep a look at but right now they're still in that rebuilding stage still kind of salty that the panthers picked up uh 
JC Horn because he, he should be playing on the other side of the ball with us, but he's over there playing with the Carolina. But it's all right. Dak Dak will uh, beat him up. Dak will will throw CD on him, and then CD will get a couple couple touchdowns on him to make him seem like put put him back in his place. Yep. Uh, and then week five, they play the New York Giants. Um, and for myself, uh, this one is a very tough one to actually pick. Um, again, this is just kind of between who you think is, is less of a question mark, you know, the Cowboys defense or New York's offense. Because um, I think at this point, New York has a really good defense. The Cowboys have a really good offense. And then it's kind of the other side of the ball, who's going to win this game. And I'm actually going to go ahead and give it to the G-man um, solely just because I think they come out and they the Cowboys secondary is still a little bit in question. And I think the all the additions that the Giants were able to make this year um, help them win this game in week fives. What about you, Joseph? I, I don't I don't think so. I think yeah, Danny Dimes still has a lot of question marks. I, I still don't think he's that franchise quarterback that the Giants want to sort of get 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 behind. I think this is a big make or break year for him. Like he had a really good rookie year last year again was a big sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. Like the Giants are built to win and they're built to be successful this upcoming year. They've done the right things in the offseason, they've done the right things in, in the draft. But I still think the uh Danny Dimes isn't isn't the right quarterback for them. And because of that, I still think they're gonna lose to the Cowboys. Oh, I, I the reason why I picked the Giants here um is because I think the Giants love to beat Dallas in Dallas. Just like as we talk about the Cowboys always beat the Eagles in Dallas, but it's hard to beat them in Philly. I think it's the other way around for the G-men. G-men love to come to Dallas and beat the Cowboys in in Dallas, but then the, the, I feel like the Giants always get beat in New York. So I will. I'm probably going to do a one on one series with the Giants down below, but I have them beating them here in Week Five, and then they go to New England uh, for Week Six action. Um, Joe, I'm going to let you start on this one. What do you think about this Patriots game? That L. Taking the Fed L, just taking it right there. That's fine with me. Give me Fed L. Take it. Take us to the uh, the bye week and let's get rested up, get prepared, and come back to just dominate the second half of the season. Yeah, it, Bill Belichick is really good against uh, running quarterbacks. He's he's a very good game planner, and I think the Patriots are going to have a lot to prove this year. Um, and I think this will be a huge win. This will be, you know, we're going to talk about some top five games potential or top five games, and this is one of the games where. It's kind of hard not to put it on the list just because it's Cowboys at New England. It's always been a very good game to watch. Um, I'm surprised it's not on Sunday Night Football, but um, it is a, you know, the noon flex game or the noon game or the late afternoon game. So it'll be a very good game. But then, yes, week seven is their bye week. So as of right now, Josie has them at five or uh, what is that? Yeah, five, uh, four and two, four, four and two. Four and two. I, I can't do math. And then I have them at three and three going into the bye week. They start off week eight after the bye week against going to Minnesota uh, on Sunday night, which should be a very fun game. Um, the Minnesota Vikings again are another huge question mark team. Um, they 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 have the potential to be a very dangerous team in the NFL. Um, but as we saw last year, they didn't make the playoffs. But they have Dalvin Cook, they have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They're getting Daniel Hunter back. So I have this one being a very, very tough game, but I do have the Cowboys pulling it out very, very slightly against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think I think what gives us a slight advantage is coming off the bye week. If it mm-hmm. was not a bye week, it was it was going from like New England to Minnesota, I think it would have been a loss for us, but giving us the extra week to recoup, to prepare, to rest, I think will be beneficial to the Cowboys. And, and mm-hmm. we I think the the X factor to re, the reason why we beat Minnesota at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, week nine, they travel or they travel back home. They play Denver. Um, 
it, it, again, if, if somehow Denver gets Aaron Rodgers, this completely changes. And I think Denver wins this football game because A-Rod is known to torture the Cowboys. Um, yeah. But without without a quarterback still, and Teddy B and Drew Locke are not your answers, I'm going to go ahead and give this one to the Cowboys as well. Yeah, if you go right as of today on May 16th, when we're recording this, the mm-hmm. Cowboys are going to slate it to win. And one or two weeks from now, when whatever happens with with the Aaron Rodgers mania, if he ends up going to to Denver, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Even if he still goes to Denver, I still think the Cowboys have a slight edge because I think Denver still has a lot of question marks regarding their weapons that they have on offense, mainly on, on the wide receiver side of the ball. They, I know they have, I know Cornell Sun's coming back from his injury, but then again, it's still it was an ACL tear, I think, so it still has to take up some time to get back into his group that he was before. Jerry Judy is still have you have a lot of question marks regarding him. KJ Hamler's he's surprisingly to be a really good receiver too. So um, as of right now, I still think the Cowboys win regardless if they have Evan Rogers or not. I think the Cowboys should have their shit together by by that time in, in, in the season. I mean, one would hope, one would hope, but yes. Um, and then going to Week Ten, uh, the Cowboys play the Falcons, which we all know what happened a year ago when the Cowboys and Falcons played. That's where you got the onside kick, the crazy upset. This was about a week or two before Dak broke his ankle or did whatever he did to his ankle. Um, this one could be a very, very high-scoring game again because obviously the Falcons added Kyle Pitts, um, and the Cowboys hopefully, again, at this point, their defense is playing well um, up to this point. If not, again, it could be a huge high-scoring game. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to take the Cowboys. <laughs> yep, Cowboys, I think we saw last year and what the Cowboys did, and, and it's going to be a high-scoring game regardless of like what happens. Like The Cowboys have a good offense. Atlanta has a good offense. Defenses are both sort of iffy. I think the Cowboys might have a little bit better defense at this point of the, of the season. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, just going to be worried about having to defend Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, and Kevin Ridley. So that's going to be my biggest worry. So I think at the end of the day, we'll figure out a way to score more points against them. And, that, and what matters more in, in the NFL is who scores the most points. I think the Cowboys have the ability to do that at, uh, against the Falcons. Yep. And then we go to week 11, which was going to be a very, very tough game. They travel to Kansas City. Um, I'm going to keep this one simple. They take an L here. Yep. Take an L. Let's move on. Yep. <laughs> uh, very, very, very easy one. Uh, and then they have a quick turnaround against the Las Vegas Raiders on Thanksgiving, which the Cowboys in recent uh, history, the last couple of years, have not been good on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so for me, um, you know, this is around my birthday. The day after this will actually be my birthday. Um, so all my birthday wishes are always going to the Cowboys taking a fat L. So I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one solely because of my pure happiness. Uh, well, well, the Cowboys are going to run on your pure happiness and like get get a victory because the Cowboys are going to beat the Raiders. I, like the Raiders have a lot of question marks. The Raiders are they're just a weird team. Like nobody knows what they're doing in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Like they have the amazing stadium, and I saw recently that they're going to incorporate the Vegas lifestyle in that stadium where you can buy tables and have a DJ. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I just want to go experience it just to go experience it. Uh, but I don't know. I think eventually John Grudy will figure it out. I, I still think you need a new GM because it may, whatever Mayhawk, whatever his fucking name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's the right guy f- for that team. Like John Gruden has a pedigree to, to lead teams to be very successful. I, I don't think Derek Carr is the right dude f- to be your franchise quarterback. They still don't have a good receiver, but Darren Waller scares the crap out of me. Especially, we're gonna we're, we're gonna face Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller back to back to back, which is gonna at least torture our defense. So, whoever has Kyle Pitts on that week, uh, 
Travis Kelsey in the next week, and then Darren Waller in the next week in fantasy. Uh, be prepared to at least get 20, 30 points against the Cowboys the defense easily. Yes, sir. I definitely agree with that one. So it'll be fun to watch. And then um, the following week, always the Cowboys, how they always do it. They play a, a, again on Thursday night. This time they travel to New Orleans. Um, and at this point, you know, we'll, we really have no idea about New Orleans. Um, and for, you know, again, we know about their defense, but again, it's the question on offense, just kind of with the same with the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm not saying Denver Broncos are the same as the Saints, but uh, we don't know about that offense just yet. And so this one, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give it to the Cowboys, but this is a game I can easily, uh, that I would easily switch over um, once closer to the season, once we know a little bit more about that same offense. But as of today, uh, May 16th, I'm going to give this win to the Cowboys in New Orleans. But it's going to be a fun game. If you can go to this game as a Cowboys fan, this will be one of the best games to go to. I promise you, New Orleans is a great stadium to go to. They hate Cowboys fans. I've heard this game is electric to go to. So if you can get there, get there. But I'm taking the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to no, – I'm taking the Saints. I think that I, – I, I, I still think the Cowboys are not – are going to struggle against good defenses. And, and I think the Saints have one of the best defenses across – in the NFL, and, I, and I, same thing. Like I said, the the football team they have a good they have a good defense as well too. So, I I, I believe in the Saints, and I, I believe in that team, and I believe in that franchise. And I don't care if you have any, I don't care if your quarterback is. You, when you have Alvin Kamara who can go off and score five touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers, who are a better team than the Cowboys are mm-hmm. last year and probably this year too. It just scares me. Now. I, I still think the, the New Orleans Saints can figure it out, at least for one week, and beat the Cowboys. And especially going and playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's just that's an X factor that you have to account for. And the Saints just play better at home, and then they're going to probably beat the uh, Cowboys that week. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a very fun game. If, you, if you're a Cowboys fan and you want to go see a game this year, honestly, I, I recommend going to that game over any home games. Uh, the New Orleans stadiums, you'll, you'll get heckled like crazy, but it'll be a very fun experience. It's almost as bad as going to Philly. Um, but then they travel again, or then they travel to Washington and play the football team. Um, again, another team with, with big questions. But as Josie just kind of talked about, this team is, has a stacked defense. We're all expecting them to be a top 10, maybe even a top five defense this year in the NFL. Um, they added more guys on the defense. Um, but again, that question is on the quarterback position. But the Dallas Cowboys, if their defense isn't playing great and Fitzmagic is the quarterback for the football team, um, this could be a bloodbath uh, for Washington. So I have to take Washington in, this, in, in, in week 14 against the Cowboys. What about you, Josie? I, I still got to take the Cowboys. Like the, the Cowboys always figure out a way to beat the the Washington football team in mm-hmm. in DC. I think when they come when they come back to to Arlington in AT and T Stadium, that might be a different story. Uh, but I still think the Cowboys at this point in the in the season should have everything figured out. Um, like uh, like not assuming any injuries or anything catastrophic happening to the Cowboys, I still think they should be able to pull out this victory. Yeah, and, and we're we're both assuming that you know obviously everything is is perfect. No one's gotten crazy. No, no Dak Prescott injuries have happened uh, up to this point, for at least for the Cowboys. You know, um, yeah. Then they go. Then they travel again, and they probably stay up there in the New York area to play the Giants. Um, and as I mentioned before, I think at this point I'm just going to split. You know, the the Giants, the football team, and the Cowboys. I think those three are the kind of the three top tier teams. The Eagles. I don't think it's going to be that good this year, but you just never know with the Eagles. But with this with this Giants team, as I mentioned before, I took the Giants at home again when they played Cowboys at home. They go to New York. I have the Cowboys winning this one in New York, though. No, Cowboys are going to take the whole series 2-0. Just, just, just science still deliver it. 
There you go. Um, and then they play again a day after Christmas on Sunday night against the Washington football team. Um, I mean, I think at this point uh, I will have them winning this game just because I think I'm just going to have them split one and one. Uh, I think it's just the safe thing to do, uh, especially with especially these division games later in the year. Uh, it's going to be, you know, teams are going to change so much. Uh, there's going to be different injuries, different things here and there. So for me, it's just the safe bet is to go one and one. I do think those three teams are probably going to go one and one with each other. I just don't know where it's going to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and slate the uh, Cowboys winning this one. Oh, the, uh, again, 2-0, signs to deliver it. Take it from there. Uh, and then here comes the Arizona Cardinals into town on the 17th, or week 17th, excuse me, January 2nd. Um, this should be a very fun game. Unfortunately, last year when the Cardinals came out on Monday night, they actually whooped ass at the Cowboys. Um, and I expect a lot of the same. Um, the Cardinals added a lot on the on the outside in the receiver position to help, you know, Kyler Murray. They added defense. Um, and the reason why I'm picking this is because I don't bet against Kyler Murray in AT&T Stadium. I've seen it too many times back in my high school days when he was at Allen going 57-0, winning three state championships there. So that for that reason, I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Kyler Murray should just call AT&T Stadium his second home. Like, he mm -hmm. had so much success there in Allen, had so much success there at, uh, again, a couple games at AM, a couple games at OU. And then now Arizona, he just every time he comes to to AT&T Stadium, he knows that better probably than Dak Prescott and anybody else on the Cowboys team. So because of that, and then again the the additions they made in the offseason, I think at this point in the season, I think the Cardinals are going to be fighting for that divisional title, and I think they're going to need the the victory more than the Cowboys. I think at this point the Cowboys should have the division wrapped up, and because of, because of that, I think the Cardinals are going to win that game. Yep, and then fortunately for the Cowboys, though, they don't have to play the football team or the Giants in week 18. They actually get to go against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and why I say fortunate is because I think it will be another close three-way tie at the end of the year with those three teams. And for that reason, they do get to play the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they'll have a tough time going to Philly and winning the game, but I think this game will mean a lot for them to get into playoffs, whether that be with the division lead or wild card berth. Whatever it may be, they need to win this game. And so I do have the Cowboys going to Philly and winning this game. Yeah, I think that I think the Cowboys should um go five and one in the division. And the only loss should be early in the year to either the Giants or or or, or the Eagles. So I, I take them winning this game too. So at the end of these 18 weeks, I have the Cowboys sitting at 10 and 7, and Josie has them at 12 and five those are really weird numbers to say it's gonna take me a while to get used to saying those <laughs> i'm used to saying 11 and five or 12 and four but um so at the end of the 17 weeks we or 18 weeks excuse me 17 regular season games 10 and 7 myself for the cowboys which is not much better than eight and eight um it was really hard not to put it. I, I in my mind i was like how can i get them to eight or nine eight eight and nine or nine and eight um, but it's just, it's just not the same not getting them to 8-8 eight eight anymore. It's uh, That's so weird. Maybe they go 8-8 eight eight and, and they tie a game. You know, one can hope, right? One can hope. That'd be funny. That'd be hilarious <laughs> if some, somebody ends up 8-8-1. Eight, eight like, we can, <laughs> nobody will be able to get away from the 8-8 eight eight season. Uh, it, well, it's going to happen to the Cowboys. You've just spoken in existence. Um, so now we're going to go ahead. 17-0. Oh, 17-0. No. No. Calling it now. Of course. before After week one, you'll be like, all right, all right. We're going to go, uh, you know, 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> that's the season we yeah. need. Yeah. Um, exactly. But, I don't care if we get to the playoffs. That's all that matters to me now. <laughs> but uh, now we're going to go ahead and look at the Indianapolis Colts. This is my team. Um, our schedule 
looks a bit Jesus. a bit scary. Um, we play the um, NFC East or NFC West, excuse me, and the AFC East. So yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough season, but hey, you know, I believe in this team. We're gonna go ahead and look at the or the schedule real fast. Uh, we start off playing at home against Seattle, which I like a lot. Um, our first five games are honestly they're going to be really tough games. Our first five games, really our first seven, but I don't include the Texans in that. Cause you know, Texans are the Texans right now, but we start off in C or against Seattle at home. And for the simple fact that we are at home is the only reason why I'm picking the Colts to beat the Seahawks. Um, if this was in Seattle, hundred percent, I'm taking the Seahawks, but because we are at home, uh, I think Carson Wentz going to want to start off his career. I think the whole Colts organization is going to start off their career off on a hot foot. So I got the Colts taking week one. That's going to, that's going to, uh, it's, I think like you play the Seahawks and you play the Rams. I think if you lose against the Seahawks, you wouldn't get the Rams. If you beat the Seahawks, you probably lose against the Rams. So it's one way or the other. So I think regardless of what happened, you're going to finish off the first two weeks one and one. So I don't know who's going to win. Like both of them are a toss up. Uh, both of them are, are going to be tough matchups. So I, I think you can beat Seattle. I think the Rams, you, you play next week, is going to be more of a tougher competition because their offense is more complete and that defense is just scary. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of people probably could go could see us going 0-2 um, for the simple fact, you know, we have a new quarterback. Yes, we did sign Eric Fisher, but is he going to be 100% at this time and, and moment and, and at the season? Um, you know, that's the hope right now is to have us at, you know, have him there by week one. But, you know, is he? Who knows? Um, you know, Seattle is a good football team. They have Russ Wilson. He always starts off super hot. By week five, he will be the leader in MVP. By week 13, he will not be in the MVP race. But um, I, I do have them beating Seattle against the Rams. Again, I could see them going. I could see them starting 2-0 very easily. Um, but I do think that Rams defense is very tough. And for that reason, I have the Rams beating the Colts. And I think Matt Stafford is going to be a very, very valuable quarterback this year for the Rams. Yeah, it's going to be – I'm more excited to see, I think, the Rams this year. Mm-hmm. And then I'm excited to see all, the, all these five rookie quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round. I'm excited to see which one flourishes and see which one is able to take the next step in their career. Yes, sir. And then we go ahead and we travel to Tennessee to play the Titans. And this is a huge matchup because a lot of people think this will be the, uh, you know, division, the division game or the division leaders will play off in this between the Titans and the Colts who will win the division. Uh, And so that's why it's a super important matchup. Uh, And for whatever reason, we always play very well in Tennessee, Um, you know, and and it's super early in the year. So Derrick Henry won't go off just yet against us. So that's why I have the Colts beating Tennessee in week three in Tennessee. I agree. I think Tennessee takes some time to get their get their oil running on that on that team. I think once you play them later on in the, in the second half of the season, like towards the towards playoff time, that's when they start clicking. That's when everything starts getting into a groove. So the earlier you can play Tennessee, the better it is. So I think you got lucky getting them in week three. So you should get that victory pretty easily. Yes, yes, sir. And then we go to Miami, which will be a very tough game. Um, what, what I'm expecting out of Miami this year is for them to be a very, very good team, a playoff team, a team that potentially battles for the division, the AFC East. So for that reason, uh, I do have us losing at Miami just because I think um, they have a very good defense. And I think the addition of Waddle and and everything they kind of did in the draft this year and in the offseason helps them kind of just push them a little bit above the Colts this year. I, I think at week four, I think your Colts may have an advantage. I think Tua is still 
have a lot of question marks regarding him. I I still don't think everybody expects him to be that quarterback that he is. Like they've done some good things in the offseason draft, but I still think at that point in week four, and Tua being such a young quarterback, I think the I think your coach should come through with the victory. Yeah, hey, uh, I love to hear that. I love to hear. It. And then we travel to Baltimore in our first primetime. We have four primetime games this year, though. I love it. You know, the Colts usually only have two, and one of them always an AFC South game uh, on Thursday night, which um, we don't have this year. Let's go, baby. But we are at Baltimore uh, on Monday night in week five. And, you know, Baltimore added a lot of great things this year, but I don't know what it is. Um, I, I just – I really have the Colts taking this game. Uh, I think Baltimore, as good as they are, I do think they kind of take a step back this year. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the Cleveland Browns taking a step forward. I think Baltimore is a second-tier second team in the AFC North. And I think, you know, these three games between the Titans, Ravens, and Dolphins are huge because I think all three teams are potential playoff teams. And I think, you know, how, you know, you've got to beat these three teams if you want to have those tiebreakers at the end of the year. So I'm going to give this game to the Balt- or to the Colts, excuse me. I think I, I think even to the Ravens, I think Lamar Jackson didn't have a good year last year, and I think he's sort of pissed off about that. I think this year is going to sort of be his revenge tour, and sadly, I think your your Colts are going to be a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. And I think you can never count out you can never count out the the Ravens and their defense. Like their defense is against like one of the best, well probably one of the best in the in the league again. But I still think Lamar Jackson is out to prove people wrong mm-hmm. again, like he did his rookie year, mm-hmm. and I, I think because of that the Colts will be a close one. And I think just Justin Tucker may end up winning, may end up hitting like a 50 yard field goal to, to win the game for the, for the Ravens. We'll see. We'll see. But Monday night, looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately I might be coaching a middle school game, um, but we'll see. Um, but then we've got the Colts uh, back at home playing the Tennessee Titans, not the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans. Um, and so, you know, right now with Deshaun Watson still situation going on, um, they don't have a great team, obviously, without him, even with him. I don't see a reason why Houston would beat us besides besides him putting the team on his back. So for this, I'm going to go ahead and just take the Colts. Yeah, it's just easy. The, the Texans might end up being 0-17, 1-16, 2-15. Mm-hmm. This year, they just have so many question marks on mainly the offense, and I think they're going to tank for whoever would up being the number one draft pick next year for the quarter, for uh, their new franchise quarterback. It sucks for Deshaun Watson, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see if those allegations are true or not. And then our second primetime game of the year, we go to San Francisco and play on Sunday night football. Um, and honestly, realistically, at this point, I could really see Trey Lance being the quarterback, starting quarterback for the 49ers. Um, so – this one is a very, very tough game for me to pick. Like, you know, I can see both teams easily winning this game. Um, but because of the idea of having a rookie quarterback being the starter, I, ha- I have to take the 49ers. You know, I'm, I'm expecting them to have a full healthy defense. You know, they're going to be able to just to throw guys at our O-line, even though we have one of the best O-lines, just being able to play guys who are fresh, that's going to be tough. And then, you know, we, we've seen how rookie quarterbacks do whenever they come in, especially later into the season. They're usually very successful because we don't have a lot of film on them. Teams don't know how to game plan. Um, so I, for that reason, I'm taking the 49ers over the Colts, over the Colts, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. I think if Jimmy G's playing, I, I think that might sway – the mm-hmm. victory to the 49ers, but I think this point in 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 the season, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to sort of be upset and frustrated with this team, and, and 
is probably to be maybe looking up to the the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals, and they're going to need some sort of a change. Mm-hmm. So I think they could throw Trey Lance in there. It's like, hey, go figure it out, go into some games, and go do the things that you did at North Dakota State. And I, I think at that point, the, I think your Colts defense should be able to sort of lock down Trey Lance and uh, on the San Francisco offense and pull out a victory if he's playing. If Jimmy G's playing, I kind of have to sway and give give the victory to the Four Niners. But I, I agree with you. I think Trey Lance will be playing at this point in his career and give that victory to uh, your your Colts. And then they uh, go back to home and they play the Tennessee Titans. Um, Again, just kind of like I did with the Cowboys. I'm going to give this one to the Titans just because I do think they will split the season series. Um, You know, Tennessee is a good team. They kind of start to get rolling halfway through the year, like Josie said, but I got this going to the Titans. Yeah, I agree. And it's just the, the later you play the the Titans, the scarier it is. And I think this point, uh, you're probably going through like was it one two three four five six seven like eight weeks of football with no breaks. I think your 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 culture would be a little bit tired, especially coming from playing 49ers, mm-hmm. and that might be a tough matchup. And I can see Derek Henry might be maybe pulling up an easy over 100 yard game against each that game and and leading them to victory. He's always due for one big game against the Colts every year. I think this will be that kind of game. Uh, but then that's okay because then we go play a cakewalk in New York. Or actually, we play at home. Again, primetime game. This is a Thursday night game. Fortunately, it's not against an AFC South opponent. Let's go. Sandy can't give me any more shit. But we play the New York Jets. Um, easy dub here. Just gonna, you say that. Yeah, the, the Jets just that. They're, they're a weird franchise in the sense that like, nobody knows what, the, what they're doing up there. Nobody knows like what's like a lot of people like just I, I feel bad for Zach Wilson because I feel like his career may not be successful in New York. Maybe they finally get their shit together this year and actually be a can win some games. But mm-hmm. I think Zach Wilson being a, a rookie quarterback, the Jets being the franchise that they are, your, your culture definitely win this game easily. And then we go and play the we play the number two overall and then we play the number one overall. Uh, we play against Jacksonville at home. Thank God we are not playing them week one like we did a season ago where we lost. Uh, but we are playing them at week 10. Um, another easy dub here for the Colts. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville is just, I think, I, I, everybody wants to see what Trey Nance can do and whatever, whatever Mike could do with that, deep, with, that uh, with that team. But I still think that Trevor Lawrence is being the, the, the greatest thing to ever come out of, of college since like an Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. He has the potential to be that good over time, but. Again, his first rookie year, Payne Manning, he has the record for the most interceptions starting one re- in, the, in the rookie year. He he told him, I think, at the Masters that he wants him to beat that record. Mm-hmm. I think he may end up beating it because that, but that's how you learn. Like you get thrown in the fire mm-hmm. and you live and you learn. And I think in, in time, the Jacksonville may figure it out. But this year, they, they're going to struggle. And that's part of being an NFL quarterback. You, you, you go through the, the thick and thin, and this could probably be a very, very hard season for. for uh, for Lawrence and for Jacksonville, but eventually they will figure it out. Well, hopefully not only can Charlotte Lawrence do it, maybe Zach Wilson can break the record as well. He might have a better chance just being in New York with a bad team, which is worse than Jacksonville, I believe. Um, but then we go to week 11, we go to Buffalo. And this might surprise some people, but I'm actually going to take the Colts here. Um, you know, a season ago, we played them in Buffalo in the playoffs. Buffalo was very, very hot. Um, you know, I don't know what the season holds soon at this point. I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but I will say this. Um, the Colts will be a different team than they were when they played them in the playoffs a year ago. We have a quarterback now. Um, we have, or, well, we did have, I mean, Phillip is a quarterback, but we have a quarterback who's not going to throw a thousand picks. If a quarterback can throw the ball deep, 
I think at this point, Carson will be comfortable in our offense. I think our defense will be rolling on all cylinders. I think we have a, I think we have a really good chance of beating the Buffalo Bills, even though it is in Buffalo. It is only week 10, so it's not going to be, you know, absolutely freezing and snowing just yet. It'll be pretty cold, but it won't be freezing cold yet. So I've actually got the Colts stealing this one away from Buffalo in a very, very important game. No, I still think Buffalo is still too good. I think they're the, the, the number one, two, number two, number two, number three team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I you just you just can't doubt uh, that 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 team and I, I think they're coming back to sort of put prove a point because they got sort of embarrassed last year in the AFC Championship game. So I it'll be it'll be a close game, but I still the fact that the game is in Buffalo, the, the Buffalo Bills fans are kind of crazy, and I think they will sort of prevail and, and get a win. We'll see. Hey, Buffalo might might be on a slump this year. Just watch out. I'm, I'm just going to call it right now, but we'll we'll figure out some more stuff later on. And then uh, we travel to back home to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is our extra game they added on this year. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Easy. They're too good. Bringing back everybody they did from the Super Bowl. Exactly. Now, you know, and it sucks. We played the Jets and Jaguars, and then we go play the Bills and Buccaneers, who are two really tough teams. Um, but I do think the Buccaneers take this one. I think uh, Tom Brady comes into Lucas Oil back to a place he's very familiar with, and he dominates just like he used to. Um, but the defense will be tougher than he's than he's ever played there before. Um, then they travel to Houston uh, week 13, a week before their bye. And this is a W. Yeah, again, I think the Texans end up going maybe on 17, 2, 15, 1, and 16. There's just so many question marks requiring that team and that franchise as a whole. Um, they're basically sort of, taking the path like the uh, Astros did a couple years back, mm-hmm. just rebuilding through the draft and just sort of maybe getting lucky and, and be able to build a successful team five or 10 years down the road. So week 14 is our bye week. And the only reason why I'm talking about this instead of just skipping it like we have with the Cowboys and, and company um, is the simple fact that there was a stat that came out. This is one of those weird quirky things that, you know, only crazy people find out, but in the year 2016, the Super Bowl champion that year was the New England Patriots. Their bye week was week nine. In 2017, the Philadelphia Eagles were the Super Bowl champion. Their bye week was week 10. 2018, Patriots week 11 was their bye week. Uh, 2019, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Their bye week was week 12. Tampa Bay Buccaneers won last year in 2020, bye week, week 13. So 2021, bye week 14, these are the four teams on the bye week. The Eagles, we can go ahead and cross that name off the list, right? The Colts, the Dolphins, and the Patriots are the three realistic teams that can continue this trend. And so I'm not saying the Colts are Super Bowl contenders. I mean, I am. I do think they actually are. But I'm also saying that just like just like with the um, the um, the Chargers and their weird thing with the Buccaneers a year ago, you know, how everything's basically the exact same. It's just in a different team with a different stadium. Week 14 is a very special week just because, you know, last year, week 13, since 2016, you know, I, I'm a little superstitious about some things. So maybe this is something I'll become superstitious on. They have week 14 by week. Watch out for them to make a, you know, go ahead and place your bets now in Vegas. You'll want a lot of money someday. But uh, then we go to week be, 15. It'll be interesting to see if one of the teams actually in the one Super Bowl this year because mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those odd trick, tri- odd, odd facts that we have to keep, keep an eye out for now. Well, I don't know, but it wouldn't continue. I don't think it would continue after this because I, I believe – Week 14 is the last bye week in the NFL season. So week 15 doesn't have bye weeks. Week 15 and on, I believe, are no bye weeks. So 
this would be the last year it would actually happen. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it for sure. Like I said, the Patriots, Dolphins, and the uh, Colts are the real contenders. I mean, you can throw in the Eagles there if you want to, but those are the four teams with the bye week on week 14. Uh, but we do get a late bye week, which I mean, I think is kind of good. Um, you know, we obviously saw the um, the Buccaneers had one last year. They had a week 13, as I just mentioned. But week 15, we play an old foe. The New England Patriots come into town. This would be a very, very fun game. Again, this is a game that I used to absolutely hate on our schedule every single year. But here we are, week uh, 15. We've got the New England Patriots come to Indianapolis. <sighs> give me the go. I got to go. Because you're coming off of bye weeks, so yeah. I have to give you the win because of that. I think that's that's a little. That's like the main reason why. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Um, and again, at this point, like the Patriots are a big question mark because yes, they are adding a lot of guys or bringing guys back from COVID and stuff like that. Um, so for that reason, I really want to take the Colts, but it's really hard to bet against Bill Belichick and the Patriots against the Colts. But I, I'm going to go ahead and just take the Colts just because I'm I feel a little bit more comfortable with them at this point in the season or at this point, you know, in the off season. And then week 16, our final primetime game of this year, we play at Arizona on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all the Colts fans out there. But um, just kind of like what we mentioned with, with, the, uh, with the Cowboys, I think Kyler kind of – I think Kyler's going to have a big, big year this year. I think last year he, he had a sophomore slump. I think this year he has a really big year with all the additions they add. I think A.J. Green is huge. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are just too scary, uh, too dangerous. And I think Kyler Murray is just too good of a quarterback. And I think playing at Arizona is just the extra factor that they need to in, in order to put, get this victory against your Colts. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, week 17, the Colts play the Las Vegas Raiders, which, again, could be a huge playoff game implication. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts on this one. Yeah, the Raiders are still one of those tricky franchises that people don't know really what they're doing or, or where they're taking their team down. So I think because of that, I think uh, your Colts should win this game. And then do in the year we go at Jacksonville, um, you know, just like we mentioned before, very easy. This is an easy dub for me. Yeah, the, the your, your Colts should easily sort of prevail and get this win i think maybe you should start resting some players getting ready for the playoffs i think jacksonville um i'm just excited to see trevor Lawrence playing in the nfl and i think this first year is going to be a, a tough year for him i think we can all agree with that but eventually he'll figure it out but i think this year i think your coach will go in and whoop some ass and, and, and take it from there so we both finish uh, the Colts, even though we had different games and whatnot. We uh, the Colts, we both had them finishing at eleven and seven, or no, eleven and six on. Yeah, we got eleven and six too. Eleven and six. Jeez, I yeah. hate this. I'm so used to saying ten and six, eleven and and five. I'm tripping, but eleven and eleven six and six is eleven both have them going. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick ad timeout. When we come back, we've got to discuss some more primetime games as well as look at our top five games of the NFL season. We'll see you after the break. Do you guys enjoy fantasy sports? Well, if you do, you need to come hashtag prop up with us on Thrive Fantasy this season. We've become an affiliate for them. So we need you guys to code up uh, Thrive Fantasy and download their app and use our uh, 
promo code. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about Thrive Fantasy before. They are a daily sports app for player prop bets, which is a little bit different than what normal fantasy is, but it's it's a great way to learn a new sport as well as win a lot of money. So they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research um, because they only ask you about the top tier guys. So in football, they only ask you about, you know, D-Hop, Kyler Murray, um, big name guys on that weekend, as well as same for uh, NBA, MLB, um, golf, et cetera. I've seen cricket. There's esports stuff. There's a lot of cool, different things you guys could be doing on this app. It's really fun. Um, for NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options to build your lineup. And the other ones like NBA, MLB, PGA, esports, you'll choose five out of 10 to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or the under based on its likelihood to actually occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Uh, If it's PGA, though, you don't have to worry about your uh, guy not making it to the uh, Sunday and Saturday game or, I guess, tournament um, because they only do it for Thursday and Friday. Uh, So that's really nice. So if you, you know, if your guy doesn't make the cut, um, and you're kind of screwed out of the weekend. Well, don't worry. It's only on Thursday and Friday that they do PGA. So it's really cool. Thrive Fantasy has awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018. And that doesn't include this year's numbers. This is just from earlier this year. Um, then they also have they also have 75000 guaranteed in prizes weekly. That is a lot of money that you guys could be winning. I know for myself, I've won a couple hundred dollars on Thrive. So I would... I would recommend going out and doing this because it's an awesome way to do it. And we have a promo code with them. So go use promo code splitting ups and that's in all caps and it's in all it's S P L I T T I N U P S. Again, that's S P L I T T I N U P S. When you sign up and you'll receive an instant match bonus of up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. So if you deposit $20, you get $50 back. And that will give you almost double what you guys just put down. You have a chance to, to prop up on some other um, games and, and other matches. Maybe you want to try some different things. Again, it is a really fun app to use. Um, and and you, there's a lot of ways to win this. Uh, I've learned a lot about some different sports doing Thrive. Um, but if you guys go to, if you guys can go ahead and go download Thrive Fantasy on the Apple Store or the Play Store for Android. Or you can even visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Again, that's www.thrivefantasy.com. You guys can sign up and play today and come hashtag prop up with us on Thrive Fantasy. And we are back. As I just mentioned, we're going to go ahead and look at the primetime games. These are the Thursday night games, the Sunday night games, and Monday night games. We're just going to look at a couple games from each, talk about which ones we think are going to be the biggest matchups. Um, on these primetime games, you know, Thursday night football, I will, I will go ahead and say this is sometimes is a, a snooze fest, but I believe this year, as I'm looking at the schedule, there are no AFC South matchups. I know Sandy inside is cheering um, because usually AFC South matchups are very terrible on Thursday night. Um, they always produce terrible jerseys. There might be one. We've got Jacksonville and Cincinnati, two teams who we don't think are going to be, you know, playoff contenders this year. Uh, and Jacksonville always seems to wear the worst jerseys on Thursday night. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about some actual good potential matchups this year. Uh, and I think everyone is looking forward to a handful of these. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and start off with the first one. We got Rams at Seattle. 
um, you know, they're division foes. Uh, it seems like most Thursday night games are division games anyway. Um, but you've got the Rams going to Seattle to play in this one. I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, you know, the Rams obviously are, I think, are the favorites to win the AFC South this year, or the um, NFC West this year. Uh, so for me, you know, it's a game I'll probably be tuned into uh, just because to see kind of what Matt Stafford does. This one is early on. This is week five. So we're still early on in the season, kind of seeing how Matt Stafford's fitting into that offense, seeing how that defense is continuing to, to progress from a year ago. So that's one of my favorite matchups. Do you have any matchups, Josie, you're, you're looking forward to on the Thursday night schedule? Honestly, like, I'm, I'm excited for that week four matchup. Like, I know it's not like one that pops out, like Jacksonville and, and Cincinnati, like they're not the two best teams this year. But it's just I'm, I'm very interested to see these two young quarterbacks go against one another. I like these college foes that can relive that uh, – that 2019 or 2020 uh, college football championship when the LSU Tigers just whipped ass on the, on the Clemson Tigers. So I'm excited for that one. I'm also excited for that week 15 matchup when the the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the Chargers, because if the Chargers end up playing really well, they might be vying for that divisional uh, championship or might be vying for a wild card position, position in, in the AFC. So, that week 15 matchup might be a little bit tricky depending on how the, the Chargers end up playing. And again, I, I, I'm looking forward to that, that week 13 matchup when the, when the, when the Cowboys go to New Orleans, uh, it, me being a, the, the Cowboys fan, I am, you're always excited. You're always excited to see your Cowboys play on a Thursday night and be able to have a good matchup against New, New Orleans will be interesting to watch as well. Yep. And then just a couple more, you've got a rematch of Super Bowl 52, I believe is the, the number the the Patriots and the Falcons. Hopefully the Falcons don't get an early lead. Um, just for the Patriots to come back. Um, and then a couple kind of sneaky ones, Baltimore and, and Miami. Um, you know, I think that should be a very, very good game. Again, a huge game with playoff implications, depending on, you know, seeding and stuff like that. That should be a good one. And then Arizona and Green Bay, potentially, you know, again, if Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay, that has a, has a potential to be a very, very interesting game. Um, you know, there aren't a ton of games on here where I'm like, man, I don't want to watch that football game. You know, early on, they're kind of slow. There's there a couple slow games. Um, you know, they start off the first three weeks, aren't very great. Um, but then as the season goes on, they've got some really, really interesting games on Thursday night. Um, it's, no, it's no longer a snooze fest. It's no longer a burden to play on Thursday night. It's a privilege to play on Thursday night. So I'm looking forward to those games. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the marquee matchups of every single week. Everyone loves Sunday night football. It's the best crew um, they also do the Thursday night game on the first week that the Patriots and the uh, Cowboys will be playing. Or not Patriots. Damn. I'm used to saying the Patriots because Brady always takes them. Bucks. But the it's Bucks. the Bucks and the Cowboys will be playing week one uh, on, on uh, Thursday night. But Sunday night's crew's doing that game. But we've got a lot of great Sunday night matchups. Josie, I'm going to hand it to you first. What are a couple uh, Sunday night matchups you're looking to? Again, I think um... – by far, it's going to be okay, week five, the Bills in Kansas City. Even week one will be a good one to see what – if Justin Fields is playing week one, that's going to be a very good matchup because the, the Chicago uh, Bears defense is really good. The, the Rams defense is really good. It's two new quarterbacks or two new franchises coming in if Justin Fields is playing. If not, the Rams should get an easy cakewalk. Week two is an interesting one too with Kansas City and uh, – and Lampjack and 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 Baltimore, honestly, all these matchups are just very interesting. I think that the highlight that everybody's going to sort of point their finger to say we need to watch this game is going to be Week Four, mm -hmm. when uh, Tom Brady goes back to uh, to Gillette Stadium where he grew up, where he basically established himself to be the goat. But if you look across the board, 
Sunday Night Football is known for bringing the marquee match of the week, and each week you cannot say that you're not excited to watch that game. Week one, Buffalo, Chicago, the Rams, you're excited to watch that one. All the way down to week 17 when this is the uh, – the the biggest rival one of the biggest rivalries in 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 NFL when uh, the Vikings in Green Bay, even it's all these matches are good. So I'm excited for Week Four. We're excited for surprisingly even Week Twelve. I think that might be a really good game as well when uh, the Cleveland and Baltimore play against each other because I think that might be the deciding factor who who might win that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously you have Week Eighteen. Uh, it's to be determined, which I, it was potentially has the, the potential to be the biggest matchup of the year just because, um, as we saw a year ago, the football team played um, – I can't remember if it was – I think it was the Giants. Yeah, I think they played the Giants on the last week in Week 17 for the uh, opportunity to go play in the playoffs. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles had played earlier that day. Or maybe it's flipped. I can't remember. But yeah, It was – It was. It was. Uh, the night game was Washington playing because I think – the yeah. Eagles had to beat the Cowboys or something like that in order to get into the, the playoffs. Yeah, so we had so we had the, the football team play at the end of the at the end of the game. But so that, that potential has the that had that potentially has the best matchup. But yeah, as you mentioned that I think everyone's looking forward to week four, Sunday night. Um right now, those tickets, I believe, are like the cheapest ticket is a thousand dollars. And like that's like the bare bare, you know, it's probably I think it's like a thousand five hundred now. Um, but it has a chance to be one of the most electric games of the year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you mentioned pretty much almost every single game, but you got KC going to uh, Las Vegas, which for the Raiders, that's going to be their Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a good game. And then obviously having, you know, Sunday night back in, in, in Raiders territory and seeing that stadium and seeing that atmosphere will be great to have it hopefully at a full capacity. Um, I mean, I agree. I think I think week 12 Cleveland and Baltimore is is like a low key top matchup just because I do think that those, those will be the two teams fighting for division. Uh, lead at that time, week 14, the Bears and uh, Packers will be great, especially if Fields is playing and A-Rod is back in, in Green Bay. But even if Jordan loves there, that'll be a very interesting game. It'll be his first kind of primetime game. I, I know they do play the San Francisco 49ers in week three. That'll be great if A-Rod's there. Um, but the week 14, potentially, you could see Jordan Love playing one of his first primetime matchups. So that'll be interesting for sure. But again, Sunday night is just the best, the absolute best football game to watch. I love the crew. Absolutely dominates. It makes me not want to talk about this next matchups because Monday night are just, I, I, I ripped them up every single week this week. Monday night football is the absolute worst crew. And I hate talking about these stupid games because of the stupid crew. Let's go and look at the Monday night matchups. Um, first up, I gotta, I'm going to throw my team out there, the Colts, baby. You know, got to love having the Colts on Monday night going against Baltimore. Uh, we are rivals in a sense. You know, we were the Baltimore Colts at one point, and then we just packed up our shit one night and left without telling no one to move to Indianapolis. So it's always fun to go to Baltimore and play. We usually get our butt kicked, but I'm excited to go play. What about you, Joe? Do you have any other matchups you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm, again, the Eagles and, and the Cowboys, the first one to start off the, the first Monday night game. Again, like th- these Rams have a bunch of, of, of primetime games, but it makes sense because this the, the whole division is going to be interesting one to watch. I think the the week ten and the week fourteen matchup, week ten against San Francisco and week fourteen against the uh, the Cardinals is going to be an interesting one too. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think uh, the week seventeen matchup is going to be really interesting as well too because again that might be uh, another deciding game that that not another deciding game within that division. The Browns playing against the Steelers to see who might come up on top. I don't know. Just like you look at this list and you compare it to the one we watched, we saw previously for Sunday night. It's basically mm-hmm. like 
It's nice. Like looking, yeah, looking at the ugly stepsister. Like you're excited to watch these games because some there's it's football. You, you can never complain about Monday Night Football. But back in the day, like everybody was excited to watch Monday Night Football, and like on ABC, NBC, and them watching these primetime games and having these marquee matches where you look across the board, like some of them are like in week two, like the Lions and Green Bay. Really, who wants to watch that? Mm-hmm. Uh, even like week eight, the, the the Chiefs and the Giants, the Chiefs are gonna get an easy cakewalk. So some of these matchups are all right, but I think overall, I think the the two Rams games and week fourteen against um the the Browns and the Steelers might be the matchup that we all keep a close eye on. Yeah, week thirteen could be very interesting with the the, the Patriots going to Buffalo. Could be a potential divisional uh game right there, where you know one team you know win could take divisional lead there. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, and then also week 16, unfortunately, Drew Brees is now retired, but my, uh, Miami goes to New Orleans. Kind of wish it was the other way around to see maybe if Brees was still in the Saints to see them go to Miami. But unfortunately, you know, he's no longer with us. So got to start thinking not about him. But that was my first thought when I saw that game. But I got to remember, he's no longer a quarterback in the NFL, at least as of right now. You never know. He could pull Brett Favre, and next thing you know, he'll be in the league. But yeah, Monday night games. Uh, and I think they do this on purpose because um, the ESPN crew, at, like, literally is terrible. Like, they are god-awful. Um, and I think they do this on purpose because they're trying to, you know, take away. They don't. So normally, the last few years, I, I don't know how many years it's been, but it's just been so normal to me. Monday night normally has two games, right? This year, they only have one game. Oh, yeah, it's for, for, the, first, for the first season, right? First game of the year. Yeah, the, the, the first, yeah, week one. Week one, they have they have two. They have they two games, do. right? They only have one this year. Yeah, I think I think they're start, trying to get away from ESPN hosting Monday Night Football because, like, the longest time, like, football's always been like NFL football's always been the sport that's been on, uh, like, the free channels. Like, that's why like, the the embassies, the, the Foxes, the CBSs. When 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 ESPN bought the rights, it was kind of weird because it was the first time they had to go to. Uh, like sort of a cable subscription model for watch Monday Night Football. And I think ever since then, like, it was interesting to watch because you had, I think, Gruden and, and the other guy, were, they were really good together. Mm-hmm. But once they left, I think Monday Night Football has never been the same. Yep. So Monday Night sucks. That's all I got to say. Let's move on to our top five games of the year. Me and Josie have looked at the schedule and it's full, all 272 NFL regular season games. And we've made a list of our top five games. They might not be yours, but you can go ahead and let us know down below um, what are your top five NFL games of the NFL season as of right now. Uh, we're just going to go down our list. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start for us. At my number five position, I've got the Colts going to Baltimore. Obviously, I had to put the – oh, excuse me, Colts at Cardinals. I got the Ravens. I got the birds mixed up in my head. Um, I had to put a primetime game up here, of course, Um and, if, and there's no better way. We're playing on Christmas Day. Unfortunately, we are playing in Arizona. I think all of our primetime games are away besides the Jets. So, um, you know, but we are playing on Christmas Day. Uh, I get to open presents on Christmas Day. I get to enjoy family. And then I get to watch the Colts play the Cardinals. On, and hopefully, unless that game gets flexed, it might get flexed out. But I hope it doesn't. I really want to watch them play on Christmas Day. So that's my number five. What about you, Josie? Rams at Seahawks week five. I think that's going to be one of the first marquee matchups and then with the division early on in, in, in the in, in the NFL season. I think this can be a very good tone-setting game for both franchises. If whoever wins should have the momentum to keep on going and hopefully prevail to, to take the division uh, at the end of the year. 
And then my number four matchup, I've got Buffalo at KC week five. Um, again, a rematch of the AFC championship. I love whenever they do these, um, you know, I think Kansas City is going to have a lot of prove-it games this year. I think last year they, they missed out on a handful of these, and that's why they didn't really do as well in the Super Bowl. But this year they have a, they have a pretty stacked schedule. Um, they might not have the best record at the end of the year, but I think they're going to have a lot of opportunity to kind of prove it to themselves. Uh, that O-line is going to have a great opportunity. So this is just going to be a fun game to watch. Um, so I'll be, be on the lookout for week five, Buffalo traveling to Kansas City. Yeah, I, I had that. I have that game number three. Number four on my list is Chiefs at the Ravens. So, because mm-hmm. I think it's another one of those early uh, test games for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it might uh, be another sort of gut check game for the for the Ravens as well. They can be easily 0 2 after two, after the first two weeks in the NFL. Um, it's going to be a good matchup. Like, it's sort of a, in like, unwritten rivalry between Lamb Jack and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. It's also interesting to see how all the the additions that the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the offseason are actually working and what not a better way to test it against the one of the best defenses in the NFL, which is up more the Baltimore Ravens in week two. Um, so that's my number four. And then you, you covered my number three, the Bills at Chiefs will be my number three because it's week five and we get an AFC championship matchup. Why not? It's going to be a really good game. It's, it's going to be one of those games that we all want to watch to see are the bills at the level that we sort of expect them to be. Can they come back and compete with the Kansas city chiefs, the, the Cleveland Browns, all these sort of tier one teams within AFC. So it's going to be a, a sort of a realization game for both teams to see where they're at and compare each other from a skill, from, uh, from like a skill set. And whoever wins this game can have the momentum to maybe eventually win the AFC and play in the Super Bowl in, in, in February or, or January. My week three game is week one, Cleveland traveling to Kansas City. What a freaking game. I mean, h- anything is possible, obviously, I've been in the divisional game. But now we get to see a f- basically a full, healthy Kansas City team play a full, healthy Cleveland team, which I fully expect to be the AFC championship game of this year. Um, so we get to see it in week one, and maybe we'll see it later in the year in the AFC Championship game as well. But I think two of the best teams in the NFL right now play week one, and it's not the marquee matchup. It's not on Sunday night. It's not on Thursday night. It's not on Monday night. It's just a regular game. I cannot wait to watch this game. That's my number three matchup. Um, and then hop into my number two matchup. Uh, this one might be kind of surprising, but I think it's just because there's so many question marks, so much kind of hype and in years past this has been a huge game but green bay traveling to new orleans week one you know you have the the question marks on new orleans with with um with uh no quarterback really right now they're going to run with Jameis and Taysom, and then obviously the whole a-rod situation this could be a complete this could be a you know a-rod versus you know bad quarterbacks or this could be jordan love's first nfl start in his in, in his career who knows that's why I have this game so highly ranked is just because it, it has the potential to be has so many different storylines. That's why it's number two for me. Mine is uh, the Bills going to the Buccaneers in week 14. Just, again, one of the best AFC teams against one of the best NFC teams later on in the season. I think this point in, in, in the season, if both teams are at the level that we expect them to be record-wise, this will be a really good uh test game for both franchises because it were able to sort of see how good how good are the Bucks against one of the best in, on the AFC and how good are the Bills against one of the best teams in the NFC. Sort of give us a sort of a foreshadow of how Super Bowl may be 
because uh, the it's because the Bills can be one of that teams that may come out of the AFC and play maybe the Buccaneers or maybe one of the other top teams in, in, in NFC. So being week being a week fourteen matchup, I think that's why it puts it puts that number two on my list. And then I think if if you don't have this game as number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you through the screen. But the obviously I think everyone is is looking forward to this game. It's probably it, it has the potential to be the most watched game or TV event ever in in, in in history of television. It has the potential to be this. Sunday night, week four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New England. Tom yep. Brady's return. That is my number one game. And if it's not your number one game, Josie, I'm literally punching you through the screen. This this literally has the, like, it, it, it has the best, it's probably going to be the highest rated game ever in NFL history. Yeah. Probably going to, I literally, I know it's going to be tough to be World Cup games and and all these different type of games but i really do think that every single human being in america will be watching this game on sunday night week yeah it's just it's just you you have to sort of watch this game because it's it's tom brady going home and it's mm-hmm. tom brady going back to where he grew up to become the person that he is now the goat that he is and sort of paying respect to the coach that made him who he is as well so it's is the uncon is, is the is, is the it's the number one game that on anybody's ranking. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a great game just to watch, see all the emotions plan out, just to see everything that goes outside of just playing football. This is it's more than football. This is a game that's it's more than football. So we'll see how it goes. And I'm very thankful that you didn't add any Cowboys game. I believe last year we had we had um, almost everyone had two Cowboys games on the list. They had a lot of great matchups this year, and we're not saying Cowboys don't have great matchups this year. Um, but I mean, you know, if, if, just, if you want me to say you want me to throw one in there, I have to say with the week two matchup against the Chargers is probably a really good, really good game because it's early on in the, in the season. Mm-hmm. Both have both teams have a lot, a lot of question marks. Um, it's probably one of those games that might be kind of high scoring because you have Justin Herbert going off with his two stars and Austin Eckler and Keen Allen. Mm-hmm. So, I, if you if you want me to throw a top five matchup in there, that, that's that's the Cowboys. I think that one's be a really good one because it's so early on in in, in, in both franchises' seasons. And, and and realistically, they don't play that that like they play some good talent, but they don't play like top tier teams this year. They play Tampa Bay. They play. Um, you can put the Chargers in there. They play the Patriots and they play Kansas City, New Orleans. It just depends on how New Orleans is doing. So they don't play as many marquee matchups as they usually do. Um, but they're the Cowboys. They're always going to be must watch TV. They're always going. That's why they're going eleven. That's why they're going seventeen and zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and let us know down below uh, your top five matchups for this NFL season. We're so excited. It's the biggest season in NFL history with 272 games to be played. We cannot wait to watch all of them, or at least most of them. You know, Sunday night, Sunday NFL tickets where it's at, uh, get you that because that, uh, that is a blessing to have that. Uh, but that's going to do it for here on the Splitting Uprights podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. If you guys enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more of our episodes, be sure to subscribe or follow to us on uh, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. We release episodes every Tuesday for the Split Uprights podcast. We're going to start going ahead and doing some interviews as well. Those will go out on Fridays. But for right now, we're just doing weekly episodes on Tuesday. Again, you can check us out on Apple and Spotify at Splitting Uprights. Uh, be sure to follow or subscribe while you're there. It's 100% free. And then if you want to look us up on YouTube and actually watch some of our content, then you have to go to YouTube looks up at Sideline Sports, the channel, 
and you'll be able to find all of our videos on YouTube as well. And if you want to see some of our more daily content that we post, go to Twitter, looks up at Splitting Ups. You'll be able to find us there as well. We post more daily content. All the links and stuff will be there for the podcast as well. And then if you want to look us up on other platforms such as Instagram or TikTok, we post up there as well. But you'll look us up at Sideline Sports for that one. Uh, you'll be able to see our content as well as some of our other podcast content as well. But that's going to do it for us here on this episode. Thank you guys so much for, for watching and listening. We'll see you guys next time.